Welcome back to another episode of Two Guys, One Plant, the weekly podcast where we deep dive into a specific vegetable, fruit, nut or plant uh, in great depth and we talk about the history, nutrition and medicinal benefits, uh, the growing cycles, storing them, eating them and we also cover off a few weird facts about these different uh, vegetables and plants as well which is always fun. Uh, my name is Simon Hall. And I'm Tim Aikman. And today, what are we doing today, Tim? We are going to tackle the strawberry. Mm, an interesting one. It should be very interesting. Yep. There'll be plenty of puns throughout the episode. Tim has been reading up on them because he's awesome like that. Because I'm not good enough to rattle them off the top of my head. That's okay. <laughs> we, we can't all be uh Pun geniuses. Um, yeah. I am punny. Thank you very much. Well, after a bit of research, you are. Look, uh, let's let's punch off today with some personal experiences. Uh, strawberries, are you a fan? Are you not a fan? Where do you fit with these? Uh, well, look, mate, we, we touched on this a bit in uh, the last episode, but uh, never been a huge fan of the old strawberry. And... Mm -hmm. uh, Particularly because of the seeds, which I think you know you're you're um, you're in the same frame of mind as me on this one. But um, those seeds really really grind my gears. <laughs> that is uh, well, not a pun, but a great Peter Griffin reference. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, look, I'm definitely the same boat. Uh, I'm not a big fan of anything with seeds. They I think maybe when I was really young, I was just under the impression that they grew inside you and I just never really got my head out of that frame of mind until, well, look, let's be honest, like I probably still week, think that's it. <laughs> no, I'm still there. Let's, uh, yeah. let's be really honest. So, yeah, look, I'm not a big fan, although I really love the taste of strawberries, which is awesome. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, strawberries so, are a good. I, I, it, when we decided on doing strawberries my first thought was and i don't know if you ever did this but the um the brisbane ecker oh yes strawberries dipped in chocolate did oh. you see them like they were they were a real pinnacle thing of the the brisbane ecker no you, that was the only place you could get them was chocolate dipped strawberries and they, they are delicious yeah mate is that not like a, an aphrodisiac type thing chocolate dipped oh. strawberries is that well, not like like i don't know if you came across it in your research but uh i think the romans used to think strawberries were aphrodisiacs or something so yeah yeah i don't know if that's real though Nah, i'm not sure there's too much to that but at the same time i was always under the impression and you see it from romantic comedies and all those sort of movies that chocolate dipped strawberries are what you feed your lover is it not i always feed my lover them <laughs> yes who doesn't <laughs> of course uh, what else would you do with a lover, really? <laughs> exactly. Correct. Um, so, look, I guess that's our personal experience with strawberries. I've never really done anything uh, weird with them, so that's a good thing. Um, why don't we move straight into some weird facts about the old strawberry? Did well, you find anything crazy in your research? I, I really did, but I think we should touch on the fact that you and I both don't like strawberries because of the seeds. Yes. Did you know that the strawberry 
has an average of 200 seeds. I know. I read that. I was like, what the hell? No wonder I hate them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you, I'm going to go even crazier than this because this is still to do with the seeds. Did, did you know that strawberries aren't technically berries? It is the seed on the strawberry that is technically the berry. That is crazy. Yeah. And to be even uber technical, uh, botanists <laughs> consider botanists consider the seed a fruit. The, so the so, seed part is the fruit. Yes. And the what would the the berry was um, I can't remember the term for it, but it's um, it's uh, it's like part of the part of the stem. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. So really, when we're buying strawberries, we're getting a really good deal on the amount of amazing so. deal. You're getting two hundred <laughs> per per strawberry. That's not a bad uh, not a bad thing, hey. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind that at all. So uh, I'm going to touch on something else that I found really really weird. Um, in so we we touched on the aphrodisiac before. So in yeah. France, they are believed to be an aphrodisiac. And they're served to newlyweds at traditional wedding breakfasts in the form of a creamy, sweet soup. I read this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a soup. Mm, a berry a soup. A strawberry yep. soup. Mm, mm. I don't know if I really like the thought of that. I don't know how you'd make strawberries creamy because usually people pair them up with strawberries and cream and that's where mm. you kind of get the creaminess from a strawberry. Otherwise... I don't know what you're doing with a soup. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Mm, I don't know. All I think is like um, a smoothie where it, all the seeds still all crunchy in your mouth. <laughs> you're trying to eat it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not, don't like it. I don't like yeah. it. Um, what else have you got for me? You got any other facts that I need to know about? Did you know there's a whole museum dedicated to strawberries? Where? In Belgium. Oh. <laughs> a whole it's, museum. It seems weird that that is the case. Mm -hmm. What what would we what would we be looking at in this museum? What are we going to find in this museum? Strawberries, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Well, that's a good uh, that is a good start. I guess a strawberry uh, museum should have that kind of uh, paraphernalia inside of it. Yeah, I mean, it's their core product, really, isn't it? <laughs> Well, that's true. Very, very true. Um, yeah. Another really cool fact about strawberries, um, it's actually California who produced the bulk amount of strawberries mm. for the whole globe. I think there are between 75 and 80% of total production worldwide. This happens in California, uh, which is about 2 billion pounds. Mm. So what's that in kilos? Uh, was it 2.3 kilograms to a pound? Two, is that right? 2.2 uh, pounds to the kilo, isn't it? 2.2 pounds. Oh, I had it the wrong way around. 2, two billion, point, you say. Yep, 2 billion pounds. My phone only goes to 200 million. <laughs> so it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put it that way. Well, if it, roughly if it's 2.2 yeah. pounds to the kilo, we're probably looking at close to 900 or 800, 800 million, million. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kilos which is a lot of fruit let's be honest mm. which begs the question is the strawberry a vegetable or a fruit i think it's safe to assume that it is a fruit 
albeit a false fruit uh, because it's not quite the fruit. It's the stem plus the fruit, but Mm -hmm. still a fruit nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's actually the only berry that has the seeds on the outside as well. Yeah, that's why it doesn't technically fall into it's got its it's kind of in its own weird category because the seeds are on the outside and and then it doesn't come from a single ovary of a plant and it's the seeds that are the fruit and blah blah correct. blah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. So look that uh, kind of covers off the weird facts about the strawberries. There's plenty more out there, but I thought we mm. should just touch on a couple of those at the beginning. What do, um, what do you call a sad strawberry? <laughs> um a sad strawberry. No, okay, tell me. It's a blueberry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. And on that note, definitely terrible. We're going to tackle history. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So mm. I'm taking over history today, uh, this week, I believe. Unless this we got our yes, we oh, got no, our you're definitely things. doing it. <laughs> We're doing it right. That's all right. I'm glad we didn't mess that up. So, uh, yes, covering off the strawberry and its whole history this week, which is going to be fun. Uh, We're going to keep it pretty short. We'll just touch on some really key points, and then Tim's going to jump into nutrition and medicine after this. Uh, So, look, let's just jump straight in. So uh, first thing you need to know about the strawberry is it's actually a member of the Rose family. Framily. Framily, yeah. I don't actually know how to talk today. Yes, a member of the Rose family. Uh, with the most common varieties being the hybrid of the wild Virginia strawberry, which is native to North America, and the Chilean variety. Um, so basically what it does is it's a cone-shaped fruit. We all know what a strawberry looks like, um, and it sends out runners to propagate the actual fruit. Um I got a lot of this really great information from a place called Spruce Eats this week, um, which had some really cool background on the strawberry, which was really, really good to read. Um, So let's talk about origins of the name. All right. So they think most likely the name strawberry comes from the old English strawberry because the plant kind of sends out runners that look like bits of straw. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, although others think that it's because when they're mulching um, strawberries, they do it with straw, um, and usually you can find them growing in the in the wild amongst hay, which is what they think led to the name. But you know, all in all, it's usually because of either where they're found with the in the amongst the straw or the little runners coming out like pieces of straw. And that's I feel like strawberries would have come before hay. You know, it's like. You reckon maybe maybe existed before hay became a commercial well, product. Well, strawberries haven't actually been around that long. Well, they, how long are we talking here? Well, so they're native to North America, but the first colonists in America um, were shipping the plants back to Europe in the 1600s. So we're talking Renaissance kind of period um, when strawberries actually came to 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 be cultivated and, and, you know, to the markets. Yep. Um, And that's purely because they weren't really that abundant in the wild. So they were pretty sparse, whereas these days you can get them anywhere you want and they grow pretty easily as well. You'll tackle that, I'm sure, later on. Yeah, don't don't steal my thunder, man. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> There's no thunder being stolen today. That's okay. Um, so basically, earliest con- uh, cultivation, we're talking like early part of the 19th century when it was a bit more of a dessert, luxurious dessert. Um, all across America, they started doing it. Uh, they started building farms, growing the strawberries in, in larger cultivation. Um, but let's just backtrack just really briefly and we'll talk more about where they where they actually came from. So um, it's said that the Roman poets Virgin and Ovid mentions strawberries back in, in the first century AD, um, but they reference these as ornamental things and not as a food. So more like a rose than a strawberry. Yes. Yeah. Um 1300s is kind of where uh, cultivation was starting to kind of begin. We talked about the 1600s where they were being shipped over from America into Europe. Um, But it's more around the sort of 1600s, that's that time where the modern variety of the strawberry uh, that we know today is kind of a hybrid between the Virginia strawberry and a Chilean strawberry. So... um, the Chilean strawberry, which was brought over to France in 1714, um, was the thing that all the other strawberries kind of lacked, which was size. So it was the Chilean strawberry that had the size. That so kind it of- is all about size. <laughs> when it comes to strawberries, I actually right. think that strawberries that are smaller in size pack more flavor. Yeah. But uh, the modern strawberries that we know, all of them actually – uh, come from this hybrid of the Chilean strawberry and the Virginia strawberry, um, which were they were interplanted, um, and the hybrids were made from that. Mm. Mm. Which is pretty cool. It is very cool. Yep. It actually reminds me of corn, which we will get into another day. But all of our modern varieties of corn all stem from one hybrid of corn back from uh, just before World War II, I believe, when they were doing some testing on uh, nuclear, um, uah, nuclear so like radiation. Resistant. Were they making yeah. it resistant to nuclear radiation? Or? Well, they were testing it. So right. they were putting it on the boats and testing out the corn, and that mm. corn that they took away from that is kind of where all modern corn comes from. But Cool. But, we, yeah, let's, I, let's I not go into that because I don't I know anything about it. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. We'll we'll get to corn another week. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting because corn is is really cool. Um, so the Chilean strawberry, which we just touched on before, uh, not really hardy, pretty difficult to grow inland, which is why they kind of paired it up with this Virginia uh, plant, um, and that is pretty much the whole the whole history of the strawberry. I mean, I could go into a bit more detail, but we're, we're talking native to North America. That's kind of where they all came from. We had some Chilean strawberries, which is where the size came from. Europe and France were cultivating strawberries as well fairly early on, and they all kind of intertwined to what we have today, which is that the biggest strawberry, mm. which has the flavor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. There you go. That was uh, short and sweet, mate. Yeah, a brief history of the strawberry. Very good. Yeah, Yeah. which I enjoyed. I like to know where these things have come from, uh, especially because um, 
with the strawberry in particular, it just seems like it's just been from hybrid sort of matching and mm. planting and propagating that they've created a different type of strawberry at the mm. end of uh, at the end of all of that. Yeah, I, I found as we kind of get further into this that I'm becoming more interested in uh, what what they what they were used for in the past rather than where did it grow and how did it move around the world? Uh, what were people what were people using it for and are we still using it for the same reasons? Yeah. Yes, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, we touched on the aphrodisiac type of type of thing which I still think that people use it for these days is like uh, strawberries and champagne, you know? So Yeah. It's like out, a, yeah. it's the love fruit, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's because it's kind of heart shaped, I guess. Yeah, you cut a little V in the top, and you got yourself a little heart. Mm, that's it. Now you got yourself a little heart. Uh. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. That's right. I didn't mean to do that, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, good. So, look, that covers off history. Yeah, pretty, pretty brief, pretty quick. Mm. This is where it came from. It's over to you, mate. Nutrition and medicinal. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to cover in particularly the medicine side of strawberries. Really? Um, yeah, it's a bit like time where you kind of you start to scratch the surface and realize how much there is to the okay. plant. Because um, I did not realize, like, that would not be what I thought. I Granted, with time, it's a herb, and herbs are usually used in sort of medicinal things, especially in the yeah. past, right? Herbal medicine, I mean. Correct. Yeah. All right. Yep. But strawberries? No, yeah, it was thought about it. It was quite uh, quite mind blowing, and as I got towards the end of my research, I turned to Kristen and did the same thing last week. You know, <laughs> we we're talking about, hey, did you know? But I turned to her and I said, "We're putting strawberries in our diet now." <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I feel like you almost strawberries. have that revelation every week. Isn't that what this is about, though? <laughs> it is. It's very true. I mean, yeah. finding why these vegetables, fruits, nuts, plants, herbs are good for you, mm. it kind of, you know, it gives you a sense of um, uh, of want to have yes. these particular, you know, pieces of plants in your diet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely made me want to eat strawberries because i don't have them as part of my diet and it's, no, well, it's it made me seeds. want to add them yeah exactly <laughs> i'll have to just pick the seeds out every you know <laughs> but then well, you would have a the stem of a strawberry and you would not have any berries no on fruit it. yeah yeah that's right it'd be <laughs> I a can fruit still claim no fruit in my diet uh <laughs> but let's let's go with the seeds right so okay, this, this is another really interesting fact i was going to talk about it later but because we brought up seeds the yeah. seeds in the strawberry are surprisingly high in omega-3 fatty acids. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly. That's like, uh, but I thought you could only get that from fish oil tablets. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was, um, I found that really interesting. Yeah, they're, um, yeah, when I say high, I mean, obviously, you're not getting huge quantities because of yeah. the the low kind of weight of the seeds, but cool. um, for their size, they are they are a really good source of omega-3s. Wow. That's yeah. really cool. How so many – so you'd have to eat like eight, uh, two billion pounds of strawberries to get your daily dose of – Yeah, the uh, entire California production. <laughs> production. Yeah. Correct, correct. <laughs> See, I remembered two billion pounds. <laughs> mm, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But um, if we go back – 
one thing I didn't realize about strawberries, it, it's uh, it's actually got quite a low GI score, so your glycemic index score. Okay. So as compared to other fruits, it's actually quite low um, on the scale. So you know, diabetics and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, could benefit from from having strawberries without throwing their their um, diet out too much. Okay, yeah. and having a spike in their sugar, exactly sort of blood sugar yep. content. Okay, yep. and there's Can a you... lot of research into strawberries about why that happens. Yeah, yeah. So for the uninitiated and for the people listening at the moment that don't know what glycemic index is, how about you tell me what that is? I could try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's a rating system that. Okay. Um, that basically indicates how fast or slow, um, or the is it fast or slow? The the product will digest and um, cause an insulin spike in the body. So if okay. you if if it if it's quite fast, it'll um, your insulin will spike trying to pull the sh- the sugar out of your bloodstream. Yep. Okay. Um, so I, I guess it ranks on right. that level of high would be obviously a higher glycemic index and low would be a low glycemic Low is good. It, it kind of um, takes longer to, to digest and slow-release sugar and all that sort of stuff. So your complex mm-hmm. carbohydrates and that sort of thing, they they take a bit longer for the body to break down. Yeah. Awesome. You don't get that big spike in insulin. Yeah. Yeah, like having a piece of chocolate. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Or just cool. eating a teaspoon of sugar. Yeah. Yes. Well – who does that? Mm. Um, so I'm not going to go into like um, protein, fats, carbs, that sort no. of thing, because um, strawberries are primarily water, a big bit of carbohydrates and fiber, but um, they are a an excellent source of vitamin C and manganese. Vitamin okay. C, you know, everyone knows vitamin C and and how good it is for us. They're also really or a really good source of um, folate and iron, and I mentioned fiber as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also a good source of copper, biotin, phosphorus, potassium, magnesium, and B6. So okay. uh, pretty good list there, and plus the omega-3s that I, I mentioned um, earlier. Wow. But I think what most people – what I think most people would think of when they think of strawberries is uh, antioxidants. As we th- yep. I, I don't know about you, but a lot of people maybe they see blueberries, high in antioxidants, you know, mm-hmm. all that advertising campaigns have, have done their job. But um, the strawberries have got quite well-documented antioxidants and inflammatories, um, and there's been a lot of study done on these things. But it really blew my mind when I looked at um, the scope of antioxidants that are in strawberries. So there's um, – and I don't – by any means don't – fully um, know all of the information about antioxidants and anti-inflammatories, but mm-hmm. there's like parent groups and then a heap of stuff that falls in underneath it. And um, they're called polyphenols. And mm-hmm. um, these polyphenol antioxidants, there's like these parent categories. We've got flavonoids, uh, phenolic acids, lignans, tannins, and still beans. I think I pronounced that right. But inside those, inside so- those parent can I just category. stop you for one yeah. second? There are still beans inside of my strawberries. Still beans, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> inside those parent categories, there's like 25 different kind of polyphenols that fall under flavonoids or phenolic acids or lignans or tannins. And there's there's it's a really complicated, you know, kind of list of polyphenols and they all have they all have their different benefits and uses and really in-depth and mind-blowing about um, what what is inside these little strawberries. Yeah, wow. Um, well, there's one particular one called a um, 
anthocyanin, and that's what gives the strawberries their red color. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. So it gives them that really bright red color. Um, and you know, there's there's different uh, different. I guess they're polyphenols or we talked about phytonutrients and that sort of thing. And there's all different ones that have different colors for different, different, um, different plants, which, you know, as we go on, we'll, we'll learn more and more of them. But um, strawberries are actually ranked among the top source of phenolic antioxidants. And they've got between two and 11 times more than most other fruits. um, Yeah. So they're, they're actually super high in some of these um, very specific antioxidants mm. everyone everyone talks about um blueberries blueberry yeah yeah well i yeah. think the strawberries you know they're they're either getting um shafted getting or just or, yeah yeah people <laughs> it's because they're not a real berry yeah i know it's crazy people are just like nah that's not a berry yeah no I just, look we know what good marketing can do don't we poor poor little strawberry yeah yeah yeah, so as part of the 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 polyphenol antioxidants, there's also mm. um, and this one's a funny one. It's uh, L-A-G, tannins and elagic acid, okay. two that fall under the uh, or ones are ones are polyphenol and ones are tannin. So these parent categories. Anyway, they're um they they've come some of the um. Um, they've got a uh, larger part of the, the 25 different polyphenol that, you know, they're quite high in, in um, quantity, mm-hmm. um, but they've, they've been well-researched and are, are linked to a lot of health benefits that you can get from them, including um, reducing risk of cancer and fighting different types of bacteria and that sort of thing. So there's, there's all of this research that exists on, on particularly your any antioxidants and anti-inflammatories and, um, and uh, it was really, it's just it's just crazy what what the the benefits are of of the strawberry. I like it. You're talking like um, chronic helping with chronic heart disease, regulating blood sugar levels, um, the effects you get from antioxidants in terms of um, scavenging free radicals, mm-hmm. and then you know we we talked about um, last week where we both kind of enjoy learning about the impact it has on the brain. There's there's mm-hmm. um, there's um, research on cognitive function and and cancer so i thought I'd, I'd touch off a couple of these um different things that i found but um if we go back to like cardiovascular disease there is um there's evidence um that uh the study that they did was uh, about two to four cups of um strawberries that could lower the risk of cardiovascular disease um and they found that the by having these two to four cups that the benefit can happen between between 10 and 30 days so it's really quite quite a quick effect by increasing your strawberry consumption wow. you can lower lower your risk of cardiovascular disease so we're talking two actually, cups a day is that right between two and four yeah two yeah. cups a day to and to get a benefit in 10 to 30 days yeah and i think i read somewhere a cup a cup's considered like eight strawberries or something so, okay so i mean not, not the cheapest thing to do but no, <laughs> but worthwhile. But, but you know, this is lowering your risk. Yeah, uh, and just having some is going to absolutely. Know, if you're not at that real high risk category, you could, I guess, you could prevent yourself from getting there. Is the 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 idea? Yeah. But there, there was one particular study that um that showed there was this study was done on middle aged people with 
uh, risk factors for heart disease, mm-hmm. and it improved their HDL, which is their their good cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, it improved that uh, their blood pressure and their blood platelet function. So that was really reducing their risk of um, major cardiovascular disease. So that was another good study. Um, so the takeaway there is, uh, really good for your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Shape like one good for it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And isn't that a, isn't that a thing when they talk about, um, different fruits are shaped like different parts of the body that they are good for. I've read that somewhere. Really? Yeah. So the eggplant is good for you know it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Carry on. Yeah, absolutely. No, there is there is something. I'll have to look into exactly what it was, but I did see that mm. somewhere. Yeah, um, that kind of makes yeah. sense. I think I've heard that before as well. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, I can't think of joke. anything else off the top of my head. It was cauliflower for the brain and I can't remember. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Cauliflower does look like a brain. Mm. Yeah, there was. I have to look it up now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, Stay tuned. Um, It'll we'll touch yeah. off the next episode with Tim's uh, with Tim's fruit shaped body functionality. Yeah, really well put, mate. Good yeah. You. Sorry, mm. I I had all of the different words in my head, and I wasn't sure on the order, so I just said the words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the listeners can piece it together. Yes, just, well, look, we do it with Star Wars and Yoda, so what's the big problem? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) Fruit, good for brain, and this how they look. Anyway, go on. Yeah, sorry. Mm. Um, I spoke about uh, blood sugar. Yes. Yeah, so we talked about the low GI earlier. Yes, we did. There are some studies in uh, the regulation of your blood sugar levels uh, through strawberries. So there's um, this one particular study showed that following the consumption of your meal. So if you've got, if I mean, after you eat, but particularly high carbohydrate meals and that sort of thing, what they did was then got people straight after the meal to consume strawberries. And they found that the strawberries helped regulate that blood sugar and insulin spike. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So you can, you can actually use the strawberries to help offset maybe a high sugar diet or high sugar meal type situation yeah yeah don't go telling anybody that no and i'm thinking of strawberry as a dessert and you know i'm reading here that it can help yeah yeah it's i find all that kind of stuff quite funny because it's obviously been known as a dessert for such a long period of time but it's designed to help you like regulate your blood sugar level. Like mm. we didn't know that. We, there's no possible way that people knew that before it became a dessert as per se. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Did it maybe become a dessert when we started covering it in chocolate and icing sugar and all that other stuff? Well, that was way, way back. But that they're not knowing that that's, you know, True. increasing your blood sugar. There's no way that they're testing that in the 1700s. Mm. You know, there's no Petri dishes and in vitro, in vivo studies that they're doing back in back in the 1700s. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I hear what you're saying. Mm. Fascinating. I love it. Yeah, it was. That, that, one, that one really kind of, um, apart from all the amazing, other amazing stuff it does, that one really stood out to me because I do think of it as a dessert. And yeah. I mean, it still can be a dessert, but it's, it's actually good for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, snack too. <clears throat> oh, man, I... I already want to eat more of them, let's be honest. Mm. So 
But so uh, my next point is not so much about medicine, but more about uh, general health. Yep. And I sort of knew this, but I'd never actually read uh, any any research or studies or anything on it. But um, pesticide residue. Okay. So there's a, a list called the Dirty Dozen, and it's mm-hmm. it's a list of uh, food that we eat and the ones that particularly uh, have trace amounts of pesticides on them or show okay. the highest kind of amounts of pesticide residue. And yeah, strawberries, okay. I've always kind of known and I've heard people say that strawberries have uh, a really bad name when it comes to pesticide residue. Okay. And uh, everywhere I looked, strawberries came up as uh, recording really, really high levels of pesticide residue. Uh, and even washing a strawberry doesn't remove all of it. It will remove some, but yep. doesn't remove all of it. So your best bet to avoid it consuming pesticides is grow, uh, buy certified organic yep. or grow your own. There's only yeah. two ways you can get around it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I, I thought that that was important to put in the medicine category because, you know, we don't want to consume pesticides. Um, there, there's no. no way that that has any kind of real positive impact on our health. No. And, I mean, I still think that in terms of long-term research on pesticides, we're not at that stage yet. There isn't 100-year studies on you know, what ingesting pesticides will do over a course of someone's life. No, there may be no. some short-term studies because pesticides are relatively new in terms of like propagation in crops. They weren't really doing it back in the 1800s, mm. like to the level of what we're talking about these days. Yeah, I think it's the invention of um, modern farming techniques that's called mm. for pesticides where we're trying to maximise crop rather than, you know, companion planting or, you know, doing all the right kind of natural things where we're really just trying to grow as much as we can, as quick as we can. Yeah, yeah and have the least amount of loss mm. to the you know, primary production of those said vegetable or fruit. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah interesting. Was, Very interesting. That was an important one. I mean, there's there's a heap of information about there of the testing of pesticides, but um, yes, if you can't grow your own or buy orga- or organic are too expensive, really, really just try and wash the strawberries as, as best you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that would be the takeaway from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah, so the antioxidant and anti-inflammatory benefits of strawberry, there's a heap of stuff that could go on here, but I wanted to kind of just focus down on the the cognitive area uh, because I found this incredibly fascinating. So they did um, some research on some rats and um, they, you know, fed the rats these strawberries and what they demonstrated in the rats was a, a phenomenon that, is referred to as hippocampal neurogenesis. So the, I mean, that basically means that um, new nerve generation in the area of the hippocampus. Yeah. Wow. And for people who don't know what the hippocampus does, it it kind of involved in memory, learning, recall, and that sort of thing. So this study that they did in rats was showing that they could regenerate nerves inside the hippocampus. So, you know, the 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 human benefit of that if they can prove this in humans is incredible. Absolutely. That mm. it almost uh, kind of begs the question to wouldn't you want to give strawberries to young children more so they can develop those nerve endings higher, like a higher 
you know, amount of nerve endings in the hippocampus mm. at a young stage and increase their cognitive ability, memory, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia, where it's Absolutely. really starting to break down and degrade your strawberries and the effect that they could have could, I'm not saying it does, but there, there could be some kind of reversal or at least slowing down of those, those kind of old age related um, illnesses. Yeah. Just got to have two cups, right? Mm, or more, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we're not doctors and that should be, I mean, we've said this before as well. We're not, not a doctor. doctors. We, <laughs> 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 shh, <laughs> not a doctor. Um, that's good. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yes? Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but uh, I suppose that when you look at these sort of um medicinal benefits to a particular fruit and you can kind of extrapolate out and go well if it happens here you know there is potential for it to work in other applications uh it may not work for everyone i don't think it does work for everyone regardless of anything that you're doing we're all a little bit different but um definitely that's really good to know that mm. um, and you know correct me if i'm wrong but the goal here is you know, when we do these podcasts every week, it's not it's not specifically to drive someone to eat eat a strawberry or eat some onion or eat a tomato. It it mm. is to give people an understanding that what they're eating can have a real positive impact on their health and their life. Correct. And you know, if you're not eating strawberries, there's a good case to just add some into your diet. Like me, I don't I don't eat strawberries, but I fully intend on adding them into my diet. Yeah, I mean, look best way I think for us in terms of like because we don't like the seeds and that sort of thing is to add them to a smoothie that you're making anyway. Mm. If you're already putting mango, banana, you know, almond milk into a bloody smoothie mm. then just chuck some extra strawberries in there as well and you probably won't even notice it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I like it. I like it a yeah. lot. Yeah. If we cool. stay on the theme of like the antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, um, you know, the like I said, there's a lot of research about antioxidants, and um, strawberries are really shown to have um, a really good impact on, on what they call oxidative stress, and mm -hmm. um, that oxidative stress has been shown in studies. Uh, well, that the the fighting that oxidative stress has been shown in studies to prevent different types of cancer as well. Um, and, you know, cancer is the growth of abnormal cells in the body and those cells generally come about because of some sort of oxidative stress or inflammation and strawberries, you know, in part of, part of strawberries has been shown to kind of fight that, that, um, that precursor, the oxidative stress precursor to the cancer cells. So, wow. um, that's also a real positive there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, on the same thing, it, it's kind of um, it's those allergic and el allergic tannins that mm -hmm. um, again that these are those uh, polyphenols that have been shown to in some cases to actually stop the growth of cancer cells altogether. Wow! Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so that was uh, that was like a really quick rundown of nutrition and medicine of strawberries there's a lot more information or not not so much more information but you can go a lot deeper into those those categories definitely yeah. well i think that's the case with everything if if we wanted to talk about oxidative stress a little bit more we could probably fill up multiple podcasts with mm. 
you know, what oxidative stress is, but we're really just touching on a couple of little key benefits. Yeah. And, I'd uh, rather listen to an that. expert talk about oxidative stress, not me. <laughs> oh, mate, don't yeah. say yourself short. Yeah. No, no. You're okay. You, you're okay, mate. You're pretty good. You know what you're Back doing up. with the research. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. Well, are, are we ready to are we ready to move to growing? Yeah, I I I I'm ready to tackle it because this is the part that I'm actually interested in. Uh, I I think particularly because you touched on the pesticides being such a big influence, you know, such a big clinger to the actual strawberry, knowing how to grow them to remove that from the equation mm -hmm. uh, is of interest to me particularly. Yeah, yeah. There's the growing. I mean, I, I, I went down a rabbit hole on gro growing, I have to tell mm. you. On YouTube or? No, no, just, just <laughs> research. Normally it's like, okay, growing, this is the kind of conditions you need and this uh -huh, is the kind of soil uh -huh. and blah, blah. And I went down this massive rabbit hole and I, I created this big, long kind of how-to on how to grow strawberries. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, we probably don't need to know all this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Keep it short for me, man. We'll, I, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go, and I'll try and pick the best bits out of it. And, and, okay. Um, yeah. Can I ask so, you a question before you get started on your whole thing? You just asked me a question then, so let's yeah, move okay. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is I've it? seen people growing strawberries um, hanging, so yes. hanging strawberries. You can, yes. Yeah. All right. Are you yeah. touching on that today? Is that something we're going to talk about? Well, it was more about just – I was just going to say you can pretty much grow them anywhere. You can grow them in containers, okay. pots, you know, oh, yeah. anywhere on your your balcony or your windowsill or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you can you can grow them hanging, and what you do is you plant them right near the side of the container so that the the fruit falls off the side rather than into the center. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really anything special you need to do. It's just you know you have a small container and you plant them on the edge and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Because I mean you touched on it earlier about. Um, the runners that they have. And I, I went into all this detail about what to do with the runners, but I think I'm going to leave that, leave that because you, okay. there's a lot of information to cover, but okay. you can grow them anywhere okay. um, and they're perennial. So basically what that means is they will regrow year after year. So you don't have to replant. It's not like it dies after you pick the fruit and then you got to plant again. Um, cool. They go dormant and then yep. they'll regrow again. But the issue is, um, if you have a really kind of cool um, cold or a cold winter climate, yeah, there are steps you have to take um, to protect it when it's dormant. Okay. Um, you know, like uh, making sure that it's covered in mulch over the frost and that sort of thing, so the frost doesn't kill it. But then, this is where it gets quite technical. You don't want you don't want too much mulch so that it thinks that it's warm and it starts to grow when it's not supposed to, and then it dies because it's grown. And there's just really complicated. Okay. ways to protect it over the cold season but that's only if you're in the cold climates and we're talking like freezing cold winters and that sort of thing okay so probably not something that we would have in australia um depending on where you are it's more about how much frost you would get over the okay. winter so okay. melbourne's not overly frosty but out of suburbs you might have to take more precaution or alpine region that sort of thing yep. um i've not tried to grow strawberry yet I do plan on doing it now after this, and mm -hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see what I have to do to get them to survive winter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, we're coming they, into winter. Yeah, correct. So yeah. when so when I'll do they actually grow fruit? 
Well, from what I read was, you know, you can plant them from seed or you can plant them from um, a, an established plant that you buy at a nursery. Yeah. Uh, it's really not recommended to grow from seed because it's quite a difficult process. So I'm not even going to go into how to sprout the seeds. Um, you're better off just buying it from a nursery. And okay. the thought is, is that if they're in the nursery, you can plant them. Okay. Yeah. So if you go into a nursery and see a strawberry, it's okay to plant it. Okay. That's it's pretty much it's that's a, a, as complicated as it gets. Well, that doesn't sound that complicated, actually. No, no. They do like you know you kind of temperate subtropical climates, but you can grow them anywhere just you know the colder the climate the more you have to look after it in the dormant time mm. yeah so um it's self-pollinating all that sort of stuff so you don't have to worry too much about um making sure you have bees and that sort of thing but um mm -hmm. i did a bit of reading into the the different types of strawberries and this is where we're at risk of too much information but um there's what they call the june bearers um, the ever bearers and the day neutrals. Mm -hmm. And what you can do is some have large fruit, but only produce crop, you know, only produce berries in a week or two. And the ever bearers, um, have a one large crop and then a smaller crop later on. And then the day neutrals, uh, produce right through the whole season that they're, that they're on. Okay. Um, and you can kind of vary which one you want, but, um, what you can do is is decide which variety of those kind of parent groups you want and then stagger your planting so that you can you have a, a longer crop. So you could have plants that produce really big fruit but only once and then another plant that produces uh, smaller fruit but more often and, and stagger your planting so that you've got this really kind of um, well-planned out um, harvest of berries rather than, you know, if you plant a whole heap and then you get like a kilo of berries and you go, oh, what the fuck am I going to do with them now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you how to store them, but you can't store them for that long. But yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you could always give them to your um, your grandparents, couldn't you? Yeah, or make some jam or something or other, whatever. Yes, yeah. that is a, yeah, pie. Well, anyway, we're getting into the cooking phase, but yes, talk, talk. Yeah, I, I like that I mean, staggered planting. You, yeah, stagger it. You can you can pick nurseries should should have a range of early, mid, and late season strawberry plants. If not, I mean it doesn't matter too much. Grow some strawberries mm. and eat them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, That's I mean this is the thing. Like it, it was quite technical, but it doesn't need to be that technical. Just go mm. and buy a strawberry plant and grow it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have yeah. to water it a lot? What are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. So sunlight. They love they love full sun. Okay. Um. Full sun will produce the best the best crop, but you can get away with um, as little as six hours of sunlight. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in Melbourne you get, I think in summer we get like 15 hours of sunlight or something, and then in winter it's four or five hours or whatever it is, five hours, mm -hmm. six hours, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you, you, the more sun you can give it, the more, the more fruit you're going to get basically awesome. at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. But you don't want it to be – in the shadow of you know tall trees and that sort of thing because you um uh that will affect the growing obviously with shadows and the the trees the big trees generally have big root systems that will take nutrients away from the strawberry so they 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 kind of want to be out on their own in the open somewhere um to me that makes me think instead of planting them in a garden bed i should plant them in their own containers 
Yeah, just move them around in the right sunlight or whatever. You don't have to worry about anything. You keep the soil their own and yeah, that makes the most sense to me. Absolutely. Like having their own little hanging pot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I did I did see a picture of a yeah, like a hanging a hanging strawberry garden where it was just like this sea of berries just falling down and yeah, mm. it, was, it looked really good, yeah. That's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. Um, they they can grow in most soil, but uh, they favour kind of a sandy, loamy type soil that's really loose and airy, and lots of organic matter and composty and you know peat moss and that sort of thing. You can add to kind of help with the the, the nutrient profile. Um, if you are planting in a container, you just add a bit of um, fresh compost or potting mix, and yeah, they'll they'll be quite happy. You know, they really seems to be quite simple um to grow so i'm I'm looking forward to trying it i've got a couple mm. of the containers i can i can use yeah i'm thinking like old colanders like filling those with uh oh, yeah. you yeah. know like those old metal colanders and like planting it all around the edges and yep. good drainage yep. and yeah that's cool yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. i i yeah, good drainage it feels like it might be too good i would and i could be <laughs> completely wrong i would probably seal up some of the like the really bottom holes so that there's a certain amount of water that's held before it drains out do you know what i mean just to keep some mm. moisture in there i don't yeah. know just a thought i've just seen it yeah okay. like in some books uh i don't know if they blocked up the holes or anything like that but it just looked cool so can you do it like um like you saw it on pinterest and then you can do it and then you can show me <laughs> and then i can pin it on my board Nailed it. Yeah. Have you, have you seen that TV show? <laughs> yeah, I have. We should do our gardening nailed it. Nailed just it. Just see the ruining crops of strawberries and yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, all these tiny, the real tiny berries because I've put them in the sunlight for one hour a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> you can check it out on my Pinterest board. Yeah. How yeah. I fail at gardening. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm um, gonna be better. It's all right. You're giving me the good tips, mate. I'm good. Yeah, hopefully I can actually get it to to grow. One thing I didn't touch before was um, how long until you can harvest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're looking at about twelve weeks. Yeah. Okay, it's That's not too good. bad, man. That's yeah, I'd be happy too. with that. Yeah, and if you yeah. can, you know, if you if you stagger the planting and have different different kind of mid early, mid, late season plants, you can obviously extend out how long you can harvest your berries for. But, yeah, about 12 weeks until they fruit. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's That's real cool. quick, real quick turnaround, yeah. I came across something super interesting, though. So um, the strawberries are quite susceptible to, a like, a, a fungi. They're mm -hmm. um, really, yeah, anyway, they're really susceptible to this fungi. It's called verticellium. Anyway, when you're if you're planting them in a garden, if you uh, have grown other crops that are acceptable to this verticillium in the same area in the last three years, you should not plant your strawberries there. Okay. So some of some of the plants that are susceptible are like uh, tomatoes, potatoes, eggplants. So this seems like nightshades, uh, peppers, strawberries, and that sort of thing. So they're you shouldn't plant them together, which I think we touched on in the tomato podcast yes, talking about making sure um, rotation happened correctly mm -hmm. and that was mm -hmm. for pests and pesticides so this kind of falls in line with that 
Yeah, nice. Uh, and then further to that, so that's in the last three years. So you really have to have pretty good records of where you planted your plants. So basically just do it separately, get yeah. new soil. Yeah, because what I'm going to say now is within the last five years, if you had planted things like melons, okra, mint, uh, stone fruits, chrysanthemums and roses, you can't plant strawberries there either. What? <laughs> yeah. So just... Just do it separately. Do yeah. do everyone a favor and plant them separately. Plant them separate. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to put all that hard work into growing them, sticking them out in the sun, and and doing all the things that you want to do just to have them grow mold all over them and die. That would be the worst thing. Now, twelve weeks doesn't sound like a long period of time to get fruit from something, but it's sure as a heck of a lot of time for something to get moldy and you get nothing from it. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So you don't want to start again. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense to just dedicate an area just for the strawberries. Mm. Yeah. yeah, go buy yourself an old colander. Go to mm. an op shop or get on Pinterest. Yep. Maybe don't go to an op shop right now because they're probably all closed. Good yeah. old Corona. Um, you may be able to find one online somewhere. I don't know if anywhere. But even those, um, it's and it's well documented on on the internet. But uh, the polystyrene fruit boxes. Yeah. Yeah, pick them up from the it grocer. It doesn't really look that good, does it? No, they're gross. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You don't really want that hanging up on the on your balcony with strawberries hanging over the edge. It looked terrible. Mm, no. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, right, I, I well, found that really interesting. But I mean, at the end of the day, good drainage. But uh, I was going to say, if you are going to plant them, we're coming into winter, so not a great idea. But uh, you kind of plant them in spring so that the mm. plant's well-established before the heat kicks in for summer. Yeah, okay. So probably not the best time to be doing it right this second. I'd be surprised if you could even find them at the at the yeah. nursery. Yeah. But coming out of winter is probably when you're going to be able to pick them up in the nurseries, like at the end of winter, coming into spring. Yeah. So when would that be, like August? Uh, September, I reckon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, when we're allowed to go back outside. Oh, uh, yeah, hopefully. First thing, that's on my to-do list, man. Yeah. What are you doing when you get out of uh, self-isolation? Well, I'm going to buy some strawberries. Planting me some strawberries. Yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely yeah. perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the growing. I really enjoyed that. And now I know what to do to actually get them to grow. Mm. And now I'm going to tell you how you need to store them when you start Good. picking them off of your your very own hanging colander strawberry thing that you've got now, hanging up on you, your balcony or whatever yeah. you do with it. When you get into storage, are you going to touch yeah. on, because I did read this and I wasn't sure if you were going to do it, but uh, mm. um, the effect of the nutrient or nutrient profile on storage time, did you look at no. that at all? Or? Okay. No. no. Yeah. I read not to store fresh strawberries for longer than two. Well, not it's not that you can't, but uh, the level of vitamin C drops dramatically after two days. After two days? Yeah. Wow. Well, look, you can't really store them for that long anyway. So mm. I, as with everything, it's much better as soon as you pick it to eat it, right? Mm. So if you're growing your own strawberries, you're picking the ones that you're going to be eating anyway. You're not picking all of them and then trying to store it for longer than two days. I would say that's probably not the best idea. Uh, leave it on the bush for as long as you can. Pluck yeah, it up, I eat it. Right on that topic, I I, I don't know. If you, I'm probably stealing your thunder here, but 
um, they don't ripen when you when you pick them, so they don't continue to ripen. Correct. Thanks, mate. Do you want to do storage? Uh, do you want to no. just take it over, mate? And do I, I'll, I'll shut up now. Shut <laughs> You're up. right. No, look, that's that's correct. Well, um, I'm just going to give you like a quick tip and the trick on how to actually store your berries, and it's to keep them cold and dry so you don't get the mold, right? Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is don't wash them, don't remove the stems, put them on paper, like a paper towel lined tray, cover it with either plastic wrap or, you know, put it in airtight container um, and put them in the refrigerator. So the the biggest no-no is letting them get moist. Mm. Mm. So don't wash them. Don't do any of that until you actually are ready to eat them. And that is pretty much it. You can freeze them as well if you want to. Store them for up to three months if you are uh, if you freeze them. So that's not a bad thing to do. I, mm. If I was to freeze them, I'd probably want to cut them, uh, slice them up, and then put them into the freezer bags and freeze them. You would think that, wouldn't you? But yes, I read again, cutting them will um, decrease the vitamin C. So if you can freeze them whole. Wow. If you can. But yeah. then how are you going to cut them when you get them out? I know. I know. Okay. But if you so, want maximum nutrient, I'll keep them whole. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Well, look, we're going to touch on cutting them right now because, I mean, we're going to go into cuisine really quickly, but we're going to talk about cutting them, seeing as we're talking about storage. So best way to cut your strawberry, and I believe I have been doing this wrong all the time. Uh, with a knife? You, well, no. It's with your finger. <laughs> so usually if you use the index finger and press down sharply on the uh, – yeah top side of the thing within about two to three mil of the top, your finger should slide right through the thing. Like um, did you ever play that fruit slicing game on the mobile phone? Where they uh, throw fruit it ninja? at you? Yeah, Fruit Ninja. Fruit Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, like you use your index finger to do that. Yeah, I, I throw it in the air and do it rather than yeah. on the bench. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Up and, yeah. and you're done. Okay, so that's pretty much how to cut uh, cut strawberries. Thanks so much. Yeah. No. So the best thing to do with cut strawberries, we'll be serious now, you take the leafy greens off the top um, and then you want to poke the tip of your knife into the top, into the white part. You don't want to slice the whole top off because you're basically slicing off a whole bunch of nutrients and a whole bunch of the strawberry at the top. You want to poke it into that little white part at the top and basically core it so you slide the slide the life around, take that little core out, you'll find that it's hollow um, underneath that particular area and that way you're not cutting the whole top of the strawberry off and losing, you know, a good, I'd say, 10% of the strawberry by doing that. Mm. So good. that's how you cut it. And then you can slice them up, you can cut them sideways, you can do whatever you want. If you want to make them into heart shapes, cut it in half down the middle and then slice a little V into the top of it. you got yourself a little heart. Perfect look for at those you go. romantic situations. All the you, feels. Yeah, yeah, so many feelings for strawberries. Um, let's talk cuisine though. Mm, cuisine. Yeah. Delicious. Um, just 
as they are raw, but strawberries are really good when it comes to all sorts of cooking. You've got tarts, pies, muffins, spreads, jams, jellies, preserves, sauces. Uh, you can put them in salads. You can put them in smoothies. You can put them in sangria. Sangria. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Uh, you can flavor water with them. You can you can do all sorts of stuff with strawberries. A particularly really good thing, I think, the flavoring of water is that you won't get the seeds. So if you don't like the seeds, you still want to f- get the flavor of the strawberries, chuck them into a, like your jug of water and leave them in there for a little while. I would throw mint in there as well because strawberries and mint is a really good combination. Mm. Uh, and you'll get a really good strawberry hit with your water because it infuses really, really quickly. I think predominantly because the strawberries are mostly water anyway, as soon as you put them into water, they kind of leach out and give that flavor to the water as well, which is really cool. Nice. Yes. So very versatile as well. All sorts of uh, cooking methods that you can do. You can roast them. You can caramelize them. You can uh, make them into jams. You can pickle them, which we touched on really earlier. Um, uh, they're very famously in sorbet. I mean, yep. I mean, sorbet is basically strawberry lemon and strawberry lemon. Mm. If we, if we, I, I know that there's yep. much, much other different types of sorbet, but. You know, strawberry is predominantly the one that you know is yeah. going to get made, right? Yeah. Um, you can uh, – a couple of cool ways to do it. You can toss them with a bit of sugar, orange juice, and balsamic vinegar uh, to, yeah, okay. to kind of bring that out. So the sugars in the strawberry go really well with that vinegar, so it kind of balances it out really nicely. I've had balsamic glazed strawberries, which have been absolutely delicious. Mm. Um, lots of different other ways. People usually put them with cream, chocolate, that sort of stuff. But we're going to talk about how to make them sweeter. Why are you making them sweeter? Yeah, so <laughs> just because. Oh, oh okay. Right? Yeah. So here are a couple of different ways that you can make your strawberry sweeter. Uh, quickest way to do that is to add sugar. The berries. <laughs> well, that's correct. It is to add sugar. So you macerate the berries, which is tossing them with a spoonful of sugar. Um, you just need a little bit and then you chop it up, mix them all together and leave it for about 10 minutes. Add a little bit of juice to it, like a little bit of lemon juice or something like that. And you'll get a really, really sweet berry um, flavor from that. You can, if you want to avoid adding sugar to what you're doing with your strawberries, you can roast them in the oven. Um, You just turn your oven up to about 180 degrees for about 20 minutes, um, and that will concentrate the natural sugar in this Mm. uh, particular fruit, uh, and it'll give it a real soft texture, but also give it a really deep and rich flavor. So roasting strawberries is a good way to do that. You can, Yeah. you know, if I was you, I'd roast them and add a little balsamic in there as well. Mm. I think. I mean, my my experience with strawberries is jam and like on a fruit flan type thing. That's pretty much oh, yeah. my experience of strawberries. Yeah, there's so much more you can do with them. Yeah, 
so so much more i actually think that the balsamic roasted strawberries would also be a really good accompaniment for um you know having a roast or something like roast vegetables mm. roasting strawberries with that as well to kind of pair it off with that yeah. uh, um, because uh, i don't know if you've ever done balsamic roasted vegetables ah uh, no okay so basically chop up all your vegetables pumpkin mm. potatoes um carrots sweet potato whatever you want to roast you know in your tray red onion empty like a couple cups of balsamic vinegar into your racing tray and then stick it in your oven and let it go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And it will caramel all the balsamic vinegar will caramelize onto mm. your roast vegetables. And I think that, you know, that kind of flavor with the balsamic on your roast vegetables paired with a roasted strawberry could be quite delicious, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the other way that you can do it as well is you can cook them into a jam. Super, super easy to cook them into a jam as well. You basically just boil them down um, with a little bit of uh, sugar as well, uh, a little bit of lemon juice. You can add chia seeds to make it a really quick kind of jam, um, and that's jam for you. I, I Personally, I don't like strawberry jam uh, because I feel like the seeds are more prevalent in mm. that. I don't know why, but... It just you know, when like I was a kid, I used to have toast with Vegemite and strawberry jam. Toast with Vegemite and strawberry jam. That sounds horrific, mate. <laughs> I used to love it. Oh, my gosh. But yeah. that, that doesn't tie into your uh, – you're not liking the seeds. I don't no, think I, I, when I, when I When I got the jam out of the jar, I would always pick out the bits of like whole fruit and like push them and just get the like the jelly jammy. You just want the sugar. Yeah. Just give me the sugar part. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That is actually hilarious. (laughs) Well done, mate. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. Well, that's pretty much the cooking part of strawberries out of the way. I think I'm actually going to cook some roast strawberries this week. Um, nice just to see how they turn out because mm. we've been eating a lot of roast vegetables lately I think leading into winter it's sort of lending to that comfort food um, mm. time we yes, had time, time yeah. roasted vegetables this week after doing mm. our podcast about time last week which was cool yeah I went out and bought a fresh thyme plant to mm. yeah nice uh, I'm actually eager to see how you go with that and Speaking of all the things that we're starting to do outside of um, the podcast, we are starting a little Instagram, a little Instagram account. We're Just starting a, a massive Instagram account uh, called Two Guys, One Plant, uh, which you'll be able to find on Instagram shortly. It will be in the description of the podcast here anyway, um, where we're going to give you updates on how we're going with the planting of uh the different vegetables that we're doing we'll give you some fun facts about the different things that we've touched off in the podcast uh starting next week we're going to start video recording our podcasts um and putting the video of the igtv on igtv so you can if you feel like watching us talk rubbish about uh plants which you may not mean i have to do my hair I suggest that that would be a good thing. I mean, I like I it the sign way up it is, for this man. shit. 
<laughs> I like it the way it is. If I'm really honest with you, you yesterday it was very Ace Ventura esque. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. I feel like in your isolation phase, you just wake up and and get ready, and then get to work, and this is just what the hair well, is. That's that's what happens. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Hey, I walk no out of one room me, and into mate. the other. Yeah. <laughs> no judgment here. Buy the coffee machine. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that. My my coffee comes from a short walk to the local coffee shop and picking that up, which is good At fun. Least it forces so, you to leave the house. Yeah. Well, we got to get a little bit of a walk in every morning, which is yep. uh, good to clear the air. But um, that is pretty much our podcast for the day. Um, Definitely go and check us out on the Instagram where you'll find some more details about everything that we've spoken about and good reference point for any of the points that we're talking about as well. Um, Don't forget about Messy Veggies, mate. Well, yes. Look, you can find all the details on Messy Veggies as well. We're going to start putting our show notes up on Messy Veggies as well. So that's messyveggies.com, which is our um, podcast platform provider, which is nice. Messy, Um, Messy Veggies make it all possible for us. Mm, correct. That's well. Yeah. That's me, really. Yeah, well, <laughs> you make it impossible. Okay. <laughs> well, I do my best. Um, if you've got any funny stories about strawberries, if you've got any funny stories about time or anything that we've covered off in the last couple of episodes, feel free to email us those funny stories. We would love to hear them. We are going to start uh, reading out some of these stories uh, on the podcast very soon because I like funny stories. Tim likes funny stories sometimes. Mm, most of the time. Mm, uh, so definitely tell us if you've had any weird experiences or anything like that. Um, head to iTunes and subscribe there. Head to Spotify if that's a better better place for you to subscribe as well. Um, we really do appreciate it. We um, really appreciate the support that everyone's been giving us so far. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so until next week, and oh, we haven't actually touched on what we're actually covering next week. Nope, we haven't. Now. Mm. So we're doing a vegetable next week. Uh, I actually think that we should cover off a vegetable that people will be able to start growing right now mm-hmm. uh, and something that is probably common to everyone's, everyone knows what it is and everyone eats it a lot of the time, but there's a lot of things that I think that we don't know about this particular vegetable that I think we, we deep dive into it and really knuckle down on what it's good for. Clearly you've got something in mind. Are you going to give, I me, do. A, give me a clue? Okay. Uh, it's bulbous uh, kind <laughs> of. I, I don't know. Pumpkin. A, no. Uh, <laughs> it's got a stem, but the stem is usually what people break off so that it doesn't weigh as much when they're getting it at the supermarket. Go. Oh, I don't do that. Uh, you, you know what it is, though, don't you? No, because I don't do it. I don't break the stems <laughs> off anything. I see big signs in our supermarket saying, do not break the stem off the broccoli. The broccoli, right. <laughs> no, I, I don't do it. We eat it. I love the stem. Yeah. I love eating the stem of broccoli, but people snap it off so that they don't have to pay for the extra weight. Idiots. <laughs> well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna find out whether breaking the stem off is actually a good thing or a bad thing next week, mm-hmm. and tell you what nutritional benefit the stem has in a broccoli. Yeah, what mm. do you leave behind? Exactly. What are you leaving on the table? And who is the guy jumping in the supermarket just buying broccoli stems? 
I know that that could be a whole thing, right? Like, right. Get your broccoli exactly. stems. Get your broccoli <laughs> stems. Yeah, mate, you've missed your calling. I know. I, know. I should have been a town crier or something. Yeah. Well, I feel like you would have taken that literally and just sat in the corner crying, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope we didn't bore you too much with this episode. I actually really enjoyed it. The strawberry is definitely getting onto the table a lot more. I'm going to roast yeah. some this week. Oh, the only uh, thing I was going to say, you were talking about uh, when you store them in the fridge, mm. don't wash them. Um, yes. I did read that. You should only wash them just before you eat them because yes. the washing starts the degradation. Yeah. Yes. So yep. that is, uh, and you don't want them wet, basically. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Tune in. Tune in for the next episode, Broccoli. Yeah. You'll see us next Friday. Uh, every Friday is when the episodes come out, and you'll see us uh, next week, probably still from isolation through mm. the thing. But yep. you'll actually get to watch us if you feel like. Yeah. Uh, doing that. Yay. I don't know if people <laughs> want to do that, but anyway, that's okay. Um, we we're going to put on our best no shirts. Oh, well, I need to get shredded. It'll be it'll be shirts up, but who knows what we're wearing underneath, hey? Yeah, yeah. Mm, stay tuned Start and we won't show you. now. <laughs> you die. Anyway, all right, until next week, do yourself a favor and eat some more plants. Thank you.